0: Oh, look, I think it's absolutely important to sit down and clearly identify your target audience. You, you won't know how to market to them if you don't know who they are. When you start with the product and you're, you're trying to sell it, um, you, you develop along the way. And I think that's probably another advice is uh, don't be afraid when you start up that it's not perfect because uh, you have time to develop. Welcome to the Digital and Branding Podcast by The Cut. Learn from our insights on e commerce, Shopify, software, and branding.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Cut's Shopify podcast. My name is Ben DeJong. I'm a director at The Cut. We're a Shopify expert and plus partner. Today, uh, we're doing an interview with Jack Liu, the MD of Hervor Watches. They're an e-commerce specific business. Jack is also the founder and designer at Hervor, so he designs the watches themselves. Uh, He's also a pretty switched on e-commerce entrepreneur. Um, Very interesting to hear him talk about their digital marketing, the way they develop their products and what's been really important to uh, him and his team at Hervor in terms of developing their products and their e-commerce website and building up the business. Um, Our podcasts are all about Shopify. They're also about e-commerce in general. We do a lot of interviews with um, Shopify merchants just like Jack and also partners, app developers uh, and agencies and e-commerce marketing specialists. So without further ado, let's jump into the Full interview and hear from Jack Lou, Managing Director of Hervor, an e watch company. Okay, hello Jack. Please introduce yourself and tell us about your e-commerce business. When you launched, how you got started and what you guys specialise in at Hervor.
0: Hey um, my name's Jack and I'm the founder of Hervor. Um, I guess uh, we specialize in masculine style watches for women and uh, more, more predominantly emphasizing on quality and versatility. I started this maybe about three and a half years ago, but we only launched online about a couple of years ago.
1: Okay, awesome. And so, have I got that uh, brand name pronunciation right there, Hervor?
0: The actual correct pronunciation is Hervor. Um, a lot of people say Herva because that's, I guess that's the Australian Hervor. slang. Yeah, Hervor. okay. But yes, the, uh, the the name is Hervor officially.
1: So we'll talk about the inspiration really quickly. And you and I were talking about this before we hit record here. Um, tell us about that a bit about that backstory
0: and the inspiration behind the name, if you could. Uh, The name came about when um, I was sitting around watching Vikings... um, Awesome series. Yeah, on on the History Channel. And um, I was just sitting around and I was just thinking, man, Legatha, the character Legatha, for those of you who haven't watched Vikings, she is a woman who is just kicking ass in a a male-dominated world, and uh, she's out there fighting battles amongst men, and pretty much leading these men and, and um, that inspiration just came and hit me. I went, oh, wow, that's that's a really strong name, especially when uh, our brand is predominantly feeding towards women who like masculine-styled watches. So I just thought it was a perfect fit.
1: Yeah. And when can let's talk about masculine-styled watches because this isn't about women wearing men's watches, is it? It's more about like a design aesthetic that you've got that's driving her for. Can you expand upon that a little bit?
0: Yeah, that's correct. So um, I guess when it all started, um, it, it all came from a frustration of not being able to find, uh, a, a, I guess, a masculine style watch for a woman. So, my partner used to, uh, or still does, love and, and enjoy watch, wearing watches, Yeah. And um, but all of them were kind of petite on the market, just small watches and petite watches on the market, sure. and um, quite often would steal my watches and, and whatnot. Um, and also the frustration of not having good quality within the price point that we're selling at. Okay. And um, so yeah, it came about from that and. Uh it was just, hey, look at this design. It's It can still be feminine. You can still have the nice, refined looks for females, um, but yet still be unisex enough for a man to wear.
1: And I can see you are sporting a hervor watch right now, which is a perfect example. A woman could wear that, and it looks uh, looks very right at home on your wrist as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's actually a rose gold colour too.
1: Yep. So it's, it is right. It's, Thank you for explaining that. I can see that, but of course our listeners can't.
0: Yeah, so it's... Um, Uh, You know, this is actually one of my favorites because not many men wear rose gold and so you quite often, if I wear this out, I get lots of compliments on it.
1: It looks absolutely perfect and and not at all out of place and as you see on your website, the the designs look awesome on on women as well. Yeah, thank you. So let's move on, so obviously the aim of our podcast is really to share information when we're talking to merchants. There's a lot of, a big desire, I guess a need with uh, other e-commerce merchants to hear the stories of other merchants because I think it helps everyone feel like, um, you know, they're sharing the same journey and they're meeting the same sorts of challenges. So let's jump straight into some insights from you. Um, If you could turn back the clock, what would you do differently um, when you're starting your online business?
0: Hmm. Um, I think that probably, I'd I'd go back and I'd tell myself to start sooner. Okay. Um, That that was one of my... biggest things that I I just sort of just sat on it sat on it sat on it I didn't want to do anything didn't want to push the trigger and um, when you know I'm very happy that I did and uh, I just wished I did it sooner because uh, I felt like the market five years ago um, would have been easier uh, especially when it comes to marketing on online Facebook Instagram sure Uh, it's a different world now um, compared to five years ago Uh, I wish I launched sooner in that regards, um, mainly just due to the, um, the saturation of the market today. Yeah, understood. Um, but yeah, certainly um, I think my advice is don't don't sit on it, just just do it.
1: Yeah, we hear that a lot from merchants, is make the jump, get going, don't deliberate for too long. Whatever the reasons behind that are, it's easy to sort of stall ourselves and hold ourselves back, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always the fear of the unknown. And totally. Um, you look, if you, if you just take the step... It's worth it good advice good advice and for people
1: who might be about to start or, or have launched recently where would you say their focus should be on that early early uh, phase of the business
0: uh, focus on your product because yep. uh, at the end of the day that is what you're selling and um, you don't want to sell something that's sh- gonna sh- fall short it's um, at the end of the day it's what's going to keep people coming back yeah um, it's it's also what what could make your brand stand out um, so, yeah, look, focus on your product and focus on your branding because in my, in my I guess, market, in my industry um, of fashion watches, uh, branding is, is everything. Yeah. So It's
1: amazing how many times we hear merchants say that. One of the most recent ones I did was with Pedal Mafia and he sat there, Anthony sat exactly where you're sitting, and he said, branding is everything. Um, and I think it's probably one of the things that most commonly gets left to the one side um, with startups in e-commerce, do you think that's a fair statement?
0: Yeah, I certainly do. I mean, it, it, I, I myself, I must admit, when I first started, I didn't focus too much on the branding. I yep. thought, you know what, I'll just design my own logo. I'll yep. just, I'll save myself some cash. Um, but for someone who doesn't have a graphics design background, or, or even just good understanding of colours, it's it's uh, it's probably uh, wise to to hire someone to do that for yeah. you. Get some specialist advice. Correct. Um, and for someone at a
1: similar stage to your business, so Havoir is, you know, technically sort of two and a half years in, but but overall you've been working on the on the watches and the designs for probably closer to three and a half years. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So for someone else who might be at that sort of same sort of two to four year um, into their journey, where should their focus be, do you think? Assuming they've got their products sorted, what would they be looking at doing?
0: Um... Developing the products further or, or expanding their range yeah. um, is one of them, and I guess also expanding the reach of the brand. So, for Hervor at the moment, we're looking at expanding. And marketing towards the international market. Sure. Uh, for the first two years, we've only solely focused on Australians. Okay. Um, so we are now looking to expand, and, and Shopify has now actually brought in the currency converter and all that on on the uh, on their platform. So it's actually helped us a lot to be able to do that. Is
1: Shopify Plus on the horizon for you guys, or?
0: Uh, possibility. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly it's certainly on the cards. Um, but at this stage we we're still staying keep staying with core the core yeah yep
1: yeah. and which which uh, countries are, are you looking at sort of deploying or expanding into
0: first uh, the US yep um, and New Zealand obviously because they're, they're right next door perfect um, and also Canada as okay. well yeah,
1: yeah. awesome uh, if there's one key ingredient and I'll ask you to sort of try and lock down uh, to one uh, that's that's key to successful e-commerce what would you say it is
0: Ooh, um, there's never just one. I know.
1: It's a tricky question like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I I think the key to e-commerce is uh, just constantly being in your target audience's face. Um, just constantly be there, uh, whether it's through advertising or just Instagram and Facebook engagement. Um, The more you're at the back of their heads, the more likely they'll purchase from you.
1: Yeah, that's very, very good advice. And I suppose um, a precursor to being in the customer's face is is understanding what the customer wants and how they're going to engage with you. Yeah, that's correct. So let's talk about uh, Hervor and Shopify really quickly. Did you find Shopify and start with it from the very beginning of the business?
0: Yeah, from the very beginning when we launched it was through Shopify. it was a throw up between Shopify and WooCommerce. Sure. Uh, but I just found that the, I think Shopify just had the advantage back then and still does today. Yep. Um, it was just so much more easier to, to create the website, launch it and run it um, with, without any like problems. And I guess the, the hosting side also brought me on board that they would host everything.
1: And you don't have to worry about security or hosting or feature deployment Yeah, correct. included
0: it's, and wrapped up I mean I, I'm a little bit of a tech guy I do like my nerdy side of, okay. uh, of it all so yep. I do like to customise things sure. so e-commerce did bring me involved in that sort of area first but sure. then after some time I just thought you know what I just want this to work yep. and um, it's, it's not going to it's not going to benefit me more by customising just a little bit more. No, and uh, what Shopify provided was enough. And uh, you know, in terms of your price point, you got WooCommerce that was cheaper in some aspects, but then when the more you develop it, you got to add on. Um, all these features and ended up being either on par or slightly more expensive. Yeah, so,
1: that's interesting to hear that, that that direct from you, we see that a lot in the online research. There's, there tends to be more hidden costs with WooCommerce, Yeah, that's whereas with Shopify you can see more clearly what you're getting and on par it probably ends up being the same or cheaper. and you're probably going to save some time and hassle with Shopify because it is all wrapped up in one package.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Anyway, we don't want to rave on and on about that, but it sounds like you were fairly hands on with Shopify and building your own site. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. How was that
1: experience?
0: Um, obviously it's, it's it's a very deep learning experience. Um, but to, to build your basic website on Shopify, it's very quick and easy. Um, you know, you would know yourself and, um, so building that website, getting it up and running, uh, it was it was perfect, especially because we were pre-launching. So we actually didn't have our products land um, in Australia yet. Okay. Uh, so we did a pre-order launch uh, where customers had a, had a, uh, a discounted um, purchase, yeah. and they would wait a couple of months before we sent the orders out. Sure. Um, and at that stage, we just developed a website which, which was just enough to get us going, and just enough that we could per- have people purchase from us, and. Um, it was very easy to get up to that stage, and when we wanted to push it a little bit further, um, I got into editing the codes, um, learning all that. Okay. Um, there was just so much resources online. Uh, the, the, there's a technical forum for it. Uh, I can go in there. I can search. Um, the coding stuff. I mean, I'm not an advanced coder, but no. it was it was easy to learn. Yeah, okay. Um, and the liquid liquid language is, is not not hard at all.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Awesome. I think probably not everyone would share your opinion there. <laughs> but as an engineer, perhaps you're a little ahead of the curve on that one, Jack. Um, what was your biggest learning experience? Do you think about you know building your own e-commerce website in that early stage?
0: Um, I think the biggest. Uh, experience, learning it all, um, was when I built the website, I built it and I thought, this is great. Um, yep. I thought it was functional, I thought it was it was everything that I needed. And then after time, as you start to realize, it's not actually that great. <laughs> there were things that I could have made clearer, there were things I could have made simpler. Yep. Um, because at the, at the end of the day, you want to get the, uh, the customer from A to B with minimal clicks. Um, but at the same time, inform them as much as you can. And it's a balancing act, isn't it's it? It's a balancing act, correct. And, um, I mean, me coming from a technical background, I just put too much technical jargon on there. Sure. I, just, you know, I was like, these... These are the things that my watch can do and, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the website today, it's more lifestyle. It's it's more like uh, you percent. Where does this product fit in your life? Yeah. And, um, answering the, the needs of the customer. Correct. Yeah. And um, I think that was the, the biggest learning curve of yeah. developing the website and, and moving on. Interesting.
1: But I, I should say as well that the minimum viable is never going to be as good as what it's going to be. You know, six or seven iterations down the track. I yeah. Think, yeah. It's it's uh, it's probably not. There on yourself to say, oh, it wasn't very good. But everyone starts at, at the start, and I think a lot of people don't appreciate all those little intricacies and complexities that go into making an effective, uh, an effective e-commerce site. And a lot of them are detail based, aren't they? Yeah, correct. Um, what are the most, uh, what are the top two most important lessons you learned during the early days of, of Hervor and starting up a Shopify
0: site for your business? Mm, top two. Um don't be afraid to to promote your brand don't be afraid don't be shy yeah um, good advice of, yeah at the end of the day uh, it, you you get the word out you get the word out it, and, and that's what you you know you, you can pay for all this advertising on facebook and instagram and and wherever uh, and but you don't know if it's if anyone's going to listen but if you're out there you're talking to people hey look i've got a watch company this is actually what i do and uh they'll listen they'll listen and, and quite often you'll find uh, people are quite impressed and they want to hear more they want to learn more sure. um, they want to learn about your journey so that that's my number one tip in, in terms of that don't be shy promote the brand uh, my other tip I guess would be oh look I, there's just so many um
1: I think that's a good one, yeah. and I think we'll probably get another one or two out of you before the end of the uh, before the end of the conversation here, Jack. So let's keep on moving. Sure. All right. So let's move on to products and people. Products and people that and the people that you want to turn into your customers are obviously central to any e-commerce uh, business and success story. Can Can you comment on that in terms of? The products you have in, in these watches and the point of
0: difference that you have and the people that you're trying to reach and engage with to buy them. Oh, look! I think it's absolutely important to sit down and clearly identify your target audience. Yeah. Um, you you won't know how to market to them if you don't know who they are. Yep. So at the start of um, at, of Hervo, I initially ran ran the product and the brand. Um, more unisex. There was actually fifty-fifty split. There was okay. a lot of male photos and female photos. Okay. Um, but as time developed on, I started to realise, you know what, the target audience is women at the moment because they're the ones purchasing. Yeah. And I didn't want to put too much effort into the men, so um, I've changed things up. My photo shoots became more female orientated. Yeah. Um, the voice of the brand is is, is a female voice. So okay. that was another thing: uh, identifying your brand and giving it a voice. And, and a character because at the end yeah. of the day it's a living breathing thing it's not just like a it's not It's not just an Instagram page no um, it's a personality it's a personality that's yes, correct and that and brings you back to your branding doesn't
1: it it's comes back tidy. to the branding Brand. comes back
0: to a style guide um, look and, and feel colours tone of voice yes correct so uh, developing that is super important yeah and, um, that's interesting that's how you speak to your audience.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting to hear you say that. You know, you, you start out wanting to be for male and female. The females are buying, so you push everything more in that direction. And you, basically, that means you're running your investment and your efforts into where you're getting the most results.
0: Yes, yeah, correct.
1: May seem obvious, but it's a very hard temptation, I think, for a lot of people to say, "Well, we want to reach everyone," but you'll get a better result if you go, "We want to reach those people." And yeah. I imagine within women, you've got an even smaller definition of who those women are, who are going to be the right, it's not all women, is it?
0: No, it's not. So it's, it is a particular group. Of course and, it is. Um, we won't get into those yeah.
1: details just now, <laughs> but obviously, yeah, you've got your, your niche within that gender niche and that now allows you to narrow down further and further. That's correct. So coming, connecting the idea of, of your customers and understanding them and, and, and engaging with them with a clear and defined personality for your brand, let's skip to the products. How has your understanding of presenting your products in an e-commerce website changed over time?
0: Um, When I first launched, uh, the product photography was somewhat basic. Okay. Um, So it was still trying to get it on a white background, but uh, the photography was done and just cropped out, essentially. Okay. Uh, And then over time, when... We invest more into it. Um, had a bit more cash flow. Then things changed. Yeah. Uh, so the photos that you see today are nice and clear photos, high definition. Um, they zoom in and, and multiple angles as well. I
1: was going to say you got
0: more photos of the products yeah, now than you did in the beginning. Way more photos. Yep. And um, you know we also attached an Instagram, um, I guess, feed onto our uh, pages as well. So yeah. if, if you're in a product pages, there is an Instagram feed at the bottom. So you actually see them worn on, on a person. Social proof. Social proof, correct. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's yeah, like it's when you start with the product and you're, you're trying to sell it, um, you, you develop it along the way. And I think that's probably another advice is, uh, don't be afraid when you start up that it's not perfect because uh, you have time to develop for
1: sure start yeah. somewhere start somewhere uh, get it on the understand that it's probably going to improve and change as you go along yes yeah, correct have you dabbled with uh, are you with video or any of the augmented reality or 3 d imagery with your product um,
0: Video at the moment, yes, yep. we are, and um, we're in actually currently in the making of uh, doing instructional videos on how to change our watch straps. I adjust. saw that actually
1: on your website today.
0: So yeah, we just launched that like a couple of days ago, okay, just just awesome. to just to put it out there to see uh, get some feedback on it. Yeah, um, but we are developing even further more more uh, videos. I um, haven't done any augmented realities or any of the cool stuff, like techy cool stuff, but yeah. uh, look, it's something that...
1: For watches, it's an interesting one. It allows the person to sort of place the watch on their wrist yeah. or on the table in front of them with their phone and uh, there was a big push at uh, Unite, the Shopify conference this year about that sort of engagement and allowing the customers to be more experiential when they've got your products on their device. Yeah, that's really cool. It's that extra level. Yeah, it's pretty exciting where that sort of stuff's going, I think. Um, so we've already touched on this a little bit but obviously your name, your logo, your branding is it's played a big role
0: in how your business has performed do you think? Yeah, I, I really do think that the branding is, is what's made it successful yep. um, because anyone can just sell a watch I guess at the end of the day yep. um, but people do want to buy into the story they do want to buy a product that is desirable at the end of the day especially uh, when it's a fashion Watch or Absolutely. a fashion product. Absolutely, um, it's it, it's an okay. item that someone wants to purchase and make themselves feel confident, feel good. Um, I was about to say, or a product where there's some sort of emotional engagement around the purchase. Yeah, well correct. It's particularly powerful. and you
1: said before, you went through a, a big process with the name, so your, your branding. As a, as a whole entity it was obviously something you were considering in the very beginning yes correct but you yeah. did evolve it did you after it has time.
0: evolved okay. it has evolved but um, we haven't evolved too much okay. so it's still the same uh, brand at the core yep but it has been fine-tuned. Yeah,
1: so you've been enhancing it as you've gone and yeah, lifting that's it up yeah. better practice across the board. That's right. What, what were some of the things you, you focused on? You mentioned colours before. And what, what sort of tweaks have you made?
0: Um, so in terms of the colours, we've kept the same colours from day one. Okay. So the uh, the colour schemes and everything, uh, I guess they came as a style guide when we first um, got a branding made with a, with a graphics designer.
1: Yep.
0: And... Um, from there on we then start to tailor things. Hang on, I've got a, a one-to-one logo, for example. We used a logo of a wolf um, to, to signify the I you guess know, the courage and that of Okay. Um, but we haven't used it that often. And um, it was just it was a conscious move. Yep. And that's because we wanted the name Hervor to be more seen than just a wolf. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you can't just say, Oh, it's a wolf brand, it's it's Hervor. Sure. So Uh, We did have all these things that we wanted to incorporate, so then our one-to-one logo actually just became the same logo as per our, um, I guess, our wide horizontal logos, Yeah. Um, just because uh, we wanted people to read the word hervor. Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, and that's a nice customised type, typographic logo. So yeah. the wolf is just not really used anywhere anymore, is that right? Uh, it
0: or? is used in, in certain areas, okay. so the packaging does have the wolf okay, on it. Okay, right. Um, in fact, the back of the watch, and I'll show you right now.
1: Please do. Um, so it's become more of a broader part of your brand identity then
0: Correct. Yeah. So oh, that is that that icon. Yeah.
1: Oh, I I have seen that, but I didn't align it. Well, now that you say it, I, but it's very s- geometrical.
0: S- yeah. So really exactly. Cool. So it's been. Um. It's it's actually it's the favicon on yeah. On, on, okay. On the, the browser. Yeah. So it's been around. I didn't
1: recognise it as a wolf head. Yeah. Now that you say it, I do. But that's yeah. cool. It's. I was thinking. Oh, I haven't seen that. But um. No, that's a really cool little icon. That one. Yeah. So and it's a bit open to interpretation. It's
0: open too. to interpretation. Yeah. yeah. So look. It's, it's been around, and um, it's been around that's enough that you will, uh, I guess, identify it. Sure. But I haven't used it enough in terms of, I guess, uh, on its own. Yeah, so sure. It's, and, and I guess, like I said, that's a conscious decision because yeah. at the start when you have a brand, um, you're, you're creating a new brand, you can't just put out a logo and someone identify exactly what that logo is. No, of course not. So... We made a conscious decision to change things up a bit, Uh, and yeah, that's just one of them.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So let's talk about customer value, and you and I were speaking about this before because uh, we're going to cover that in a meetup that's coming up very, very soon, but... A phrase we hear a lot in e-com is the lifetime customer value and that relates to the idea that a customer's value isn't just that first purchase, it's it's how many purchases or how much are they going to support your business over time and that might be through other purchases or it might be by becoming an ambassador, by leaving reviews of your business or becoming a loyal customer or whatever it might be. Can you tell us what what you think about that uh, that
0: concept of lifetime customer value? Um, look, I, I highly believe in it because there's brands that I myself just keep going, keep back, going to. back to. Keep going back to. I I don't even have to think twice. I literally yep. just look at it and I'm like, I want it. Yep. Um, and just that's because I know that that brand is synonymous with the quality or the um, I guess the designs that I expect.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, I I myself would love that for Hervor. Um, and it is a little bit difficult with Herbal being a watch because uh, it's not an item that you would purchase over and over again.
1: You don't need one every three months, do exactly. you? Exactly.
0: No. So it is certainly an interesting, uh, I guess, problem, if you want to call it a problem for me to solve. Yeah. Uh, but it's been something that I've, uh, I guess, addressed by having interchangeable straps. So all of our straps have a quick release mechanism on it. Yeah. Hence the explainer video you mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, that's right, the explainer okay. video. So you can release the strap and just swap it out. Perfect. um and in fact when you purchase a wash it comes with two straps already so okay. it for for a user uh, who's purchased a the wash they're already using both straps or should be uh, accustomed to being to change the straps now over time uh, as leather wears and tears or even um, the season changes and they want a different color or look yeah. they can purchase extra straps from us and um, We've got uh, Mailchimp integrated into our, sh- our store, and uh, every time someone purchases, six months down the line, we send them an email yeah. saying, "Hey, look, um, you know, it's been it's been six months. Would you like to purchase some extra traps? Let's change our look up." Sure. Uh, but also at the same time, we use uh, a rewards app that uh, entices people because um, when someone purchases f- purchases from us, they earn points, and yeah. it, and the very first purchase they earn points already, which uh, equates to a 10% discount okay so um, sorry a 10% discount off the original order price so okay. our watches are uh, 229 retail yep um, so if someone purchases from us they already have about 20 25 buffs um, in really? points already yep and from that our straps are fifty dollars each, um, so that's half price. Half of, price already, straps. So six months down the line, you get an email, um, you get a code for for your rewards. Yep. Uh, so that's a half half price strap, and that's how I've addressed the uh, the issue there. Sure. Uh, but certainly, um, I would like more customers to come back and buy different colour watches, and we've had customers do that too. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly something that, you, it, I guess, you need to address. So for um, you, it might be about expanding the
1: product range somewhat or adding adding new accessories into the range yeah, or that correct. sort of thing.
0: Yeah, make. expanding the range and, and, and accessories.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was the concept of lifetime customer value, was that something you were aware of when you were starting the business or has that become something that's grown as, as you've You've gotten to know e-commerce
0: and the, and the whole ecosystem. Um, I was aware of it at the start when I designed a watch because I, okay. I thought to myself, oh, I, want, I want customers to come back and um, that's why uh, we got the quick release straps okay. in place Yeah, and that's how uh, I integrated that but I, it wasn't a focus at the start sure. so it is a focus now that we've been operating for two years Yeah. and uh, so now I'm, I am addressing the issues now. Um, but uh, at the start, it's it was there, but not quite uh, the predominant uh, focus.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's. Uh, it sounds interesting. It's as you say, it's an interesting challenge for you. Some some products we talk to where they're consumable, like nutrition or or vegan foods or whatever. There's a really strong reason for people to come back again and again and again. You can create those flows to encourage them to come back. But yeah, you you and other businesses like yours where it's more of a I guess a once every year or two sort of purchase, you've got to approach it in a more creative way, don't you? Yes, correct. Um, you mentioned a couple of apps apps that you're using there, Merchant being one of them. Have you got any other sort of apps and plugins that have achieved really good things for Hervor that you, you might want to name drop for us now and,
0: and uh, take us through how they add value? Off the top of my head, uh, Hotjar. Hotjar, yeah. So love that's Hotjar. Your,
1: that's where you see where the customers are going on your website. That's so you right. see how they're in, engaging with your
0: pages. You're literally just watching like, a, like step by step what they're doing, what, yep. what they're clicking on, what yep. they're reading. And uh, Hotjar has really helped me develop my website okay. to what it is today. Awesome. Um, mainly so because... Um, I would have all this technical spiel at this point on my website, but then when I, after watching someone, or not just someone, more than one person look at the website, I've realized they don't even read down at that bottom of the website, they haven't got down to those bits. Yeah. So it's helped me rearrange the website a bit yeah. and um, allowed them to, I guess, get into a flow um, that I want them to be going through. Absolutely. Um, the other app, uh, I forgot the name of it, it's a rewards app. Um, and uh, like I mentioned before it really helps with with uh Return, return customers, customers um, yeah. Also, uh, it sends them a birthday email as well sure. with a discount for their birthday. Yeah, okay. So it's things like that that's uh, really helped.
1: And again, that, that where the value is, it comes back to the lifetime customer value because you're adding to that and encouraging them to come back, aren't you? That's right. The hot yeah. jar one is a good one and more power to you to be right in there and, and testing and, and taking that data and information and, uh, and acting on it because there's there's no... There's no substitute for doing that, so that's really, really good.
0: Yeah, I must warn though, you could probably spend hours watching.
1: You could go down the rabbit hole, (laughs) it's like going on a YouTube binge, you never know what you're going to end up seeing. Yeah. Um, Let's chat about marketing, Jack, really quickly and then we'll be sort of getting ready to wrap this up, but what sort of marketing do you invest
0: in primarily the most? Uh, Primarily, it is Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Um, I'm not surprised. I expected you to say that. (laughs) Uh, I think with any fashion brand, that is where most of our target audience is sitting on uh, every day. And um, yeah, I invest in a lot of that. But at the same time, I've started to realize um, it is saturated. People are becoming numb to it. Okay. So you have to be more and more creative with your ads. I
1: was about to say it comes down to the creativity, then, doesn't it? Yeah, that's just about. being on there anymore it's about having a a cleverer message or a more impactful visual or
0: yeah yeah. people are getting onto it they they, same with influencer marketing like people are starting to realize these are all adverts now and they they're a lot more i guess numb to it than 10 years ago or five years ago for sure and um yeah the other thing i guess is also um in in terms of being out there, having your product out there in stores, um, it's super important if you can get it into boutiques um, because they will advertise themselves. Um, for sure. So we we will obviously go to a boutique and approach them and they will want to cut as well. Um, of course. That's fair enough. And um, sometimes I will make a deal where it's not actually beneficial for us but it's there because it's it's an investment as a as a form of advertising.
1: I was about to say getting more eyeballs, you're tapping into their target market or yeah. their customers that they've already established.
0: Well, if you think about like Facebook advertising Instagram advertising, people are there hanging out, looking at their friends, looking at what they want to do for the weekend. Yeah. But if you think about people who are at the shops, they're already in a mindset of shopping. They're already there looking for products. Sure. So they're a step closer. They're a step closer. So yeah. it's actually a higher quality of customer okay. in that field. so having More a motivated. Pro- exactly, right. They're more motivated. They're pro- yeah. And if you have the product there in front of them, they see it. They may not purchase that day. But if you have leaflets, if you have any sort of form of uh, marketing that's, that they can take home, um, it's in the back of their mind. And also that drives uh, sales to your website as well because sometimes they'll prefer to buy online anyways.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Very, very uh, interesting to hear that for sure. So I'll just ask you, Jack, like, are you, do you have any plans to do or do you do any sort of pop-up activations for Hervor specifically itself or is it, are you just in other retailers?
0: Uh, So we don't do a specific pop-up for for Hervor on itself. Uh, I I think it's just a little bit too expensive to do do that by myself. Okay. Um, But yeah, we have done pop-ups with retailers. Uh, There are, I guess, a collective of other Perth labels and Perth fashion brands that I've worked with where we've all invested together to create a pop-up. Um, a collab pop-up. A collab pop-up. Yeah, <laughs> you want to call it that. Yeah,
1: we're mixing key buzzwords here like and
0: crazy. Yeah, look, it's it's it was they were very very successful as well because um, a you're tapping into their market and their yep. their target audience, so you're cross promoting each other. Yeah. And, B, you also then have a physical store that you can afford because, um, you know, if you were to have a physical store, there's the lease, there's the insurances. 100%. There's a lot of things you've got to, you've got to consider, but totally. when you do it as a collective, um, it all makes it a lot yeah. um, more affordable.
1: Well, we're seeing a lot, you know, it's almost like e-commerce businesses that, that that build and succeed purely online are now starting to deploy bricks-and-mortar stores. Now, this is obviously on. Uh, businesses are on a much larger scale than Hervor is at the moment, but even on your level, and you've just said, the, the value of having some sort of physical presence, there's definitely value to that, isn't there?
0: It's super important because um, it also allows a customer who is like just sitting there umming and ahhing whether or not they want to purchase this product online because they haven't seen it. That's right. It allows them to go down and physically pick it up, test it, essentially.
1: At that most pure level there is not yet any uh, any substitute for touching and feeling, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Oh, it's good to hear you guys are getting into the physical space as well. I wasn't sure if you're at that stage um yet. So um Apart from using Hotjar, are you just using the inbuilt Shopify metrics combined with Google Analytics? Is that how you're tracking yeah,
0: performance? that and Facebook as and well. And I was about yeah.
1: to say in the native social media uh, metrics in Facebook. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, f- I find all that stuff pretty powerful. Absolutely. Um, especially Facebook stuff. is creepy how powerful it can be. Very, it's very just,
1: creepy and very powerful.
0: It just takes a lot of time to, to I guess, organize the information to how you want to see it. Yeah. And what's important to you. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But it's time I've spent, I think. And it's a long game, isn't it? In that sense. it is a long game. Yeah, once you set up, you get you get the continued benefit of it, right? Yeah, that's right. Jack, it has been awesome, mate. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Very interesting conversation with you about your watch brand, Hervor. Thank you very much for coming on our podcast and sharing your Shopify War stories.
0: Uh, thank you. I really appreciate you having us on, and um, I look forward to meeting everyone at the next meetup. I look forward to having you along again. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you.
1: So that was it. Thanks very much for listening in, guys. I'm sure you'll agree that uh, Jack Lou, the MD of Hervor, was a very interesting interviewee, um, a very switched on operator, pretty pretty savvy with um, e-commerce website design, definitely with digital marketing, uh, and he has um, built up a real knowledge base. It was great to have him share that with us um, around his insights into his customers, getting to know them, product development. Um, the website itself even product photography and the things he's learnt along the way we're doing these interviews all the time Um, if you're listening in and you're a Shopify merchant and you want to share your story please give us a call, get get in touch with us at The Cut Um, we're always looking for new people to sit down or hook up over the internet and have a conversation with me or Scott Um, we're also happy to interview Shopify app developers uh, and partners in the e-commerce marketing space as well, so if you If you like what you hear and you want to be involved, please drop us a line. Keep your eye out for our Shopify meetups here in Perth. Um, They're great learning and networking events. And if you need help with your e-commerce business, if you're thinking about switching to Shopify, or you just want to start to get some better advice on your brand, your e-commerce website and how to grow and expand, we at The Cut have the people who can help you and we're always happy to have a conversation. Find us on our website, thecut.net.au. You can connect on LinkedIn, look us up on Facebook um, or just even drop into our Subiaco offices. Um, until next time, thank you very much for listening to our podcast and I'm Ben from The Cut. Uh, until then, Shopify do you dropify.
0: Thanks for listening to The Cut talk with us, visit thecut.net.au and find us on Facebook.